business, leadership, high performance, the journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Um, Man, fantastic episode coming at you. So uh, very honored to have with me in the studio today, uh, man, a, a prime example of the entrepreneurial dream truly coming to be. So our guest today is the co-founder and former CEO um, and now executive chairman for one of the fastest growing companies in the Fargo-Moorhead area um, and in one of the fastest growing industries in the world, uh, biotechnology. So, all right, here comes a quick science lesson as part of this intro. So his company, Aldevron, uh, specializes in the contract production of nucleic acids, such as plasmids, mRNA, uh, recombinant proteins, and antibodies generated via genetic immunization. Uh, They also provide novel proteins like Cas9 variants, uh, enhanced enzymes, um, and I could go on and on, but pretty pretty amazing wild stuff. I mean, literally like producing the material that's going in, snipping out pieces of DNA, replacing it. um, It's crazy. So they basically make the stuff that's used in finding cures to all kinds of diseases, conditions, and we're going to get into a few of those today. And uh, I also want to mention they started the business out of basically a closet uh, as college students at North Dakota State University. So uh, all you listeners are definitely are, are in for an awesome episode today. Uh, it's going to be filled with not just fantastic info around an amazing journey uh, and entrepreneurship, but we're also going to dive into a, how big of a role Eldevron, uh, the company, has really played in the COVID vaccination arena, um, as well as, man, the biggest news that's probably come out, um, especially in, in North Dakota here, uh, the recent purchase of Eldevron by Washington, D.C.-based company Danaher, um, which is in the works right now for nine Point six billion. So yes, you heard me correctly. Billion, nine point six billion dollars. So um, honored to have with me today, right in studio here, um, his company is Aldevron. Michael Chambers, welcome, man. Oh, thank you, Patrick. It's great to be here, and um, it's a very gracious introduction. And <laughs> hope I can I can live up to that. So, <laughs> and I got to point out, you. yeah, I got to point out right away. This is Michael's first podcast, so yep, this is uh, this is awesome. We're gonna take full advantage of this one. Lots of butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael's a very humble guy, you could, as you could hear. But um, yeah, I want to start out first, um, Michael. Man, you know, right now as we're recording this, it's August of 2021. COVID has been in full swing for over a year and stuff. Um, I want I want to open by just having you touch on a little bit for the audience. Eldevron's role in number one, what you guys really do. I mean, because man, there's so much science behind it. But also, your guys is you've had a major role, I mean, in the COVID vaccination mm-hmm. arena. So touch on that for us first. Sure. So to set, to set the stage for that, I, I think it's important to understand that um, as a society, our, our world is in a very, very exciting new time of healthcare. And, and I would argue for the first time in history, we have true healthcare for thousands of years. Um, you know, people get sick, get cancer, um, dementia, Alzheimer's, you know, diabetes, many diseases, and we treat the symptoms, right? But now with modern technology and just this convergence of really, really great science, a lot of great funding, um, you know, uh, discovery that's approaching Moore's law in terms of how quickly we're developing, we as the, the industry are developing new drugs, is changing. And we can actually address disease at the genetic level. We can go right to the source and we can go in and fix defective genes. We can regulate defective genes or we can actually replace 
genes that aren't there. And so we see that happening a lot, uh, certainly in rare diseases. But now um, our industry is moving more towards looking um, to treat things like diabetes, you know, more garden variety um, sicknesses. And so what Eldevron does is we make the core genetic material that is used in all of these applications. Um, you've heard the term gene therapy, for instance. So, so gene therapy requires genes. And so we've developed ways to use um, things like little small bacterial factories to produce large quantities of these genetic elements that we need to go in and um, you know, fix people's DNA. And, uh, and so what we do with the COVID vaccine, that's one example. We, we have um, thousands of clients around the world who work on many, many different indications or many different indications. Um, but certainly the, probably one of the most high profile is the work we're doing with COVID. We actually make the DNA that is converted into RNA to make the RNA vaccines. So this is public. Um, we've had press releases about our relationship with Moderna. I think we've produced close to, um, well, it's, it's over a billion doses worth of vaccine. So if you've had the Moderna vaccine, there's a, a very good chance that started right here in, in Fargo, North Dakota. Wow. Um, but we also work with 40 other companies that are developing vaccines. We've delivered um, actual final product to um, countries and governments um, around the world for that. Um, but the, the COVID vaccine at the rate at which it was developed in under a year is a good example of how this new technology is, is, is being applied. Um, it often takes uh, historically like 15 years to develop a new vaccine, and, and these vaccines were developed in under one year, and it's that genetic material um, that makes that possible. And so what Eldevron does, we, we make sort of the, the microchips that are going into these new therapies. I remember... Um, I know I'm older than, than you are, Patrick, but uh, and um, I, I remember uh, in the late 90s or mid-90s, Intel had this great campaign, Intel Inside, right? I mean, there are many different computers, many different applications, but Intel Inside. Yep, so it's sort of like that. So it's Eldevron Inside is how we think about um, these genetic medicines and, and our role in the industry. Wow. Yeah to, yeah, to think of, if you've had the Moderna vaccination, it probably started right here in Fargo. It's pretty mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, we're very, very proud of that work and, you know, very thankful for our relationship with, with Moderna and other, other great innovative companies. And it's, to me, it's always inspiring to think that this is, you know, th this is being made by people who grew up in this area, Midwesterners, who have really um, collectively built one of the, one of the great biotech companies in, in our industry right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into kind of the story of Eldevron and how the inspiration behind it and how you started and stuff. But I want to fast forward to the biggest news that just came out. So in the works right now is acquisition of Aldevron by Danaher, which is uh, uh, you guys would fall under their life science component. So they're a huge, huge um, company out of Washington, D.C. Um, it was announced $9.6 on that acquisition. Talk a little bit about that and kind of how that will impact Aldevron and just kind of the company overall. Yeah, we're, we're so excited to be part of the Danaher family. It's really a great, great organization that is composed of a lot of different operating companies. And the great thing about Danaher is that they've developed the Danaher business system, which is this legendary system. It's sort of like the Toyota production system to really optimize businesses, optimize opportunities for people, optimize um, you know, how they serve the world. And the company is indeed a very large organization. I believe it's north of $200 billion market cap right now. But 
the leadership is so committed to advancing human health and improving life's potential um, that it's it's very, very complementary with Aldebaran's mission. And I believe that Aldebaran will be sort of um, more Aldebaran than it has been in a long time because of this, you know, because we're empowered by Danaher. We hope to empower Danaher on some levels. I'll learn from Danaher. And we're just very excited to be part of that um, family of truly epic brands to, to serve the world. Um, this will be, uh, you know, I, I believe um, you know, we'll be part of Aldebaran or Danaher forever. Um, they, they definitely don't, don't sell companies. And um, so we think this is just such a great home for our people and for the company. It's a great thing for North Dakota. And we're very excited to be, um, to be on the team. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so talk, talk, touch a little bit, Michael, on, you know, whenever companies have mergers, acquisitions, whatever it may be, you know, one of the first things that's so important is just the lineup of values, mm-hmm. you know, touch a little bit on, you know, Danaher's values, Aldevron's values, what really drew Danaher to Aldevron, maybe from a value standpoint, obviously you guys provide a, you know, the, the work you guys do speaks for itself. I mean, a ridiculous amount of value um, and such in what you guys are doing, but touch on just the values piece, maybe. Yeah, I, I, that's easy to do because I think the values are so similar. I mean, both companies are committed to serving the client, the end user, the patient, whoever is the beneficiary of the products that we make. And and that is very real. And if you spend time at Aldevron with any of our employees, you'll see that um, at every level of the company, you know, whether you're in the, in the, in the warehouse, um, whether you're on the safety team, a custodial team, or you're in the C-suite, everybody is super committed and super focused to um, making these genetic medicines more accessible to, to billions of people. And um, Danaher is the same way. And, and so there's just, I would say, 100% alignment in that. Certainly, there are the financial aspects that you mentioned. I mean, that is um, sort of a, of a given, but those don't work without alignment of those values. And, um, you know, we put a lot of thought into that. Um, we, Danaher put a lot of thought into that. I don't want to speak for them and be great. Um, sometime, um, you know, perhaps you can have some more of their leadership on, on, on your show to talk from their perspective, but, um, it's something that we're very committed to, you know, and also service, I mean, service to, um, outside of the company, right. But also internally too, to our colleagues and to our, our, our partners and our, um, all stakeholders, um, we often say that everybody has a client, you know, whether you're outward facing or inward facing, because that can be internal. And, um, and that also is very real within the organization, the, the teamwork, the looking out for each other, um, the commitment to, um, advancing this mission together. And I think that is, um, you know, homologous with, with Danaher on, on, on many levels. I like that phrase you use. Everybody has a client. Oof, that's one every, that, if you're a business owner, you should absolutely embrace that one and repeat that one back to your employees because yeah, everybody is in sales. Everybody has value. Everybody should be in service ultimately. So no, that's exciting news, man. I can't wait to see the finalization of this and just what it's going to do uh, for Eldevron. And I mean, just the impact is the coolest part of it all. You know, why yeah. you guys originally started the company in the first place, you know, the impact that it's going to provide society. And so today, Aldebaran is approaching 700 people. I think we have close to 250 open requisitions. So next wow. year at this time, we'll certainly have over 1,000 people. But with the, the the Danaher acquisition and the opportunity to be part of this team, I, I, I we're just getting started in, in terms of 
what this will become and, and how this will affect the world. And that's something I'm very, very excited about. And, and um, you know, hands down, um, with the people that we have in, in both organizations, we're going to build something great. And, and this region is also very much part of the story. Minnesota, North Dakota, um, that Midwestern work ethic is what's driving this. So it's, um, it's, uh, we've done a lot of cool things so far, but I, I think the best is yet to come. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Oh, okay. Take us back, Michael, to the days of growing up in Carrington. Okay. Yeah. So, so those of you that are listening that don't know, Michael and I are actually from the same hometown, Carrington, North Dakota, small town, man. We were just talking about the chieftain just got purchased by somebody else. Yeah, probably another, and, another big acquisition to yeah. talk about. <laughs> It's huge. <laughs> that might be the biggest one. I mean, everyone knows a big giant chief at the Chieftain if you're from North Dakota. So, but um, yeah, bring us back to the beginning. I mean, growing up as a kid, did you have an interest in science? I mean, man, yeah. did you ever see your? I mean, obviously, you probably never saw yourself diving into something like this. Maybe you did, but well, I tell you, Carrington is is so much a part of our story, and our boardroom in the new building that we just built is actually named Carrington. So oh, sweet! You come there. Um, you're welcome to see the Carrington boardroom. Um, the training room, which is you know it's as big or bigger than our boardroom is named after um, John Valentine, my partner's hometown, Waiuku, yep. New Zealand. And, and that's a tribute to, you know, his passion for teaching and training. But going back to Carrington. Um, so yeah, so I grew up in Carrington. My, my grandparents, my parents were beekeepers. And that was such an important aspect of, of you know, how we got into this. The, the honeybee is a fascinating creature. It's just, I mean, we could spend two hours talking about that. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's just in, in terms of how they're designed and um, the, the contributions they make to, to agriculture and, you know, this little bee can fly up to like six miles, you know, and, and get back to its home carrying nectar yeah. and pollen and stuff like that. And, and so and you even implemented like the honeycomb into the design yeah. the building. Are, and I mean, there are many acknowledgements to our beekeeping heritage yeah. in, the, in the building and our brand and, and everything. But that was really how I got into science and business. You know, I'd, I'd worked for my dad and my grandpa and, and, um, I always knew I wanted to have a business just because I, you know, I, I, I saw what they did and how they serve people and, you know, just making honey is, is food, right? And you're providing jobs for people and that styles inspire me. But the honeybee also really got me thinking about science and the natural world. And, and, um, so those, those were the two things I would eventually, you know, pursue, pursue degrees in. But there are many other aspects about Carrington as well. You know, certainly my parents were, were there, um, uh, many great, great, uh, teachers, um, Pat Beamer and Andy Broughton and, and, um, you know, Christy Fromm and I, I could, yep. there's people I, uh, you know, could also sit here and, and name a lot of names. <laughs> Actually, Mrs. Fromm's coming by my, our house tomorrow. So she, oh, she, sweet. So oh, she, yeah. she helped uh, my daughter with um, some of her college application writing and stuff like that. So I really look forward to, uh, to seeing her. Um, but then Joel Amur, you know, I, 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 Voig, I did, did you take Voig vocational? I did not. It's one of those things I wish I would have done, Michael, but I never did. Because that was, that was such an important class. Yep. And I remember the day, you know, we were watching a video and it was about biotechnology, about how you could take one, uh, a gene from one plant and put it in another, gen, another plant. And that just struck me as so powerful that you could do that. And so all of those things came together, you know, just the, the work ethic and, and everything, um, and that's, I eventually went to NDSU and pursued degrees in biotechnology, but that all started uh, in Carrington. And to this day, Carrington is a very important part of our lives. Um, my cousins run, um, you know, what, what was my grandfather's uh, honey bee company at one time. And we, we try to get back there as often as possible. Yep. So, so you, uh, sci well, first question, science easy for you in high school? Um, science, was science your thing? Yeah, I think so, because it was, 
you know, I'm, I'm curious and I just yep. really liked it and had good, good teachers. And, um, so yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't say it was easy. It was very interesting though. And, yep. and compelling. And, um, you know, we had like science Olympiad and oh, yeah. I remember Dan did that as well. And, and, um, thing, things like that, those comp- kinds of competitions just sort of get you thinking in terms of creative ways and yeah. Engineering. Oh, yeah. They're so, so good. Yep. It's funny though. It's a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of what I do today is it's, it's certainly what I learned in college and over the years of running the company, but it's still a large percentage just going back to those days in Carrington, you know, learning the, learning yep. the basics and yeah. about business and, and science and things. Okay, so went to NDSU. Um, was the plan from the beginning to go biotech? Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. So I day one, you know, going back to that class in at at, uh, at Joel's um, Boyd class, you know, I wanted wanted to do that. It was still very early. It was mid nineties. So, um, you know, biotech was. Uh, I mean, it's, I I I would argue that's still in its infancy. You know, we're still learning so much, yeah. but. Uh, especially back then it was, was new. And so I went to NDSU to pursue degrees in, um, what well, my, uh, biotechnology, microbiology and chemistry, which is, it's three degrees, but it's like, you know, you take two extra classes and you get all of them. So yep. sounds a little bit more. Three for one, we call that in North Dakota. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and NDSU is such a great school, you know, and, and so I went there, had great advisor, again, great professors there. I mean, I could, talk a lot about that. Um, you know, there's two or three classes that really had a major, major impact. Bacterial physiology was by far the hardest course that I've ever taken in my life. But, um, uh, it was also, it, while it was the most rigorous, I probably learned 30 or 40% of what I learned in college came out of that course just because you had to work so hard. And, and I, I loved him to this day. Uh, Dr. Glass is a good friend of mine. Tom Glass was, um, you know, we worked, we worked together at Aldebaran. Um, but one of the cool things about, a school like NDSU is the opportunity for undergraduates to do very meaningful research. And so when I was a sophomore, um, I'd become interested in a field called DNA vaccines, which is very relevant to today. So that these were basically the predecessors to RNA vaccines. And actually okay. just last week, uh, the world's first DNA vaccine was approved in India for, for COVID. Um, and uh, I wrote a grant to a, a program through NASA to develop vaccines and actually got funded as, as an undergraduate. And so from that time on, I sort of had my own lab and that would eventually become, you know, the genesis of Aldevron and, and how we, how we thought of the company. So, so you were what, 19, 20? I mean, were you? Oh, uh, I, I suppose 20, I guess at that So at that 20, time. you wrote a grant to NASA? Yeah. Yeah. It was a NASA, it was a, yeah, it was <laughs> yep. a NASA experimental program and stuff. So and launched your own lab at 20. Yeah. The, 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 there was, um, you know, I talked to the chair of the department at NDSU and there was an empty lab and. I think they stored Christmas decorations in it. So okay, because it was literally like a closet, right? Yeah, it I mean, was. Yeah, yep. it was. How big yeah. was it roughly? Your first uh, lab? A lot smaller than it was this room. It's probably. I mean, it, we had a. T- it actually technically wasn't a lab. It was a table. Yep. In a lab, and and that would become <laughs> Aldebaran. So under two hundred dollars or two hundred square feet, I think. So what, what is this? Smart. What is this room? About three hundred square feet. So yeah, well, about a, about a third the size of this room. So wow. Yeah, so that's um, and just in, in, and that would eventually become Aldevron. And so, um, anyway, so we people can Google DNA vaccines and find out what they are. But um, one of the first things you learn is that you need lots and lots of DNA to make DNA vaccines. And so, um, we developed ways to do that to produce you know high quality DNA at at scale, which people really hadn't done before. Um, an important part of the story is I I was working with a person uh, developing liposomes or, or which is a way to encapsulate drugs. And, and he shared, um, uh, a lab with this guy from New Zealand named John Valentine, yep. who, uh, we would eventually co-found the company. And John is just, uh, 
super genius and probably the most intelligent guy I know in, in terms of the, the depth that he has. And so um, connected and um, we, we found out that we both love, loved the Simpsons at the time and still do. And so uh, um, and, now we both love the Simpsons. We should get into business together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and um, funny. so anyway, so that's how we found it. And so I had a lab. Um, John was interested in, in what we were doing. We started, started the company. And then one day we, you know, there was no Facebook or no LinkedIn or anything like that at the time, but there were message boards. And so I, 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 I put an ad on a message board saying, you know, my name is Michael Chambers. Um, you know, we developed ways to make large amounts of DNA. If, if you need DNA, please let us know. And we'd be happy to make you make some. And by the way, we were scientists, you know, not, I had no, no business being in business at that time yep. or whatever. Yep. And, and the next morning we had like 82 responses to that. Wow. And just world, from all, from all over the world. Yeah. Jeez. Worldwide. Yeah. And I remember, and, and, um, and so John and I were sort of giddy over that and we realized that, you know, probably had a real business here. And, um, uh, we took an order and, and I, I didn't know what a purchase order, what that meant, you know, but I've lost. We need the, a PO. A yeah, what? yeah, a exactly. What? No, I just, I said, okay, I'll get you a PO. So then. <laughs> And so I remember we ran, you know, we ran down to the department's fax machine because they were, they were faxing it in you know, fax machines at that, in, the, in yep. that day still. And I saw that order come through and it was $1,050 from the university of Puerto Rico. Um, Dr. Edward Crazelberg was working on HIV vaccines. I remember all like our first 10 oh, orders. Yeah. I remember perfectly as I, I think it was 60 milligrams of DNA. And, but we were just struck with this, that, you know, somebody was trusting us so much that they were going to pay us money yeah. to make make something for them. And we're like, hey, come hell or high water, we're going to make sure they get their stuff. You know, yeah. we don't care how much it costs. And that trust is, you know, that's why we use the word client instead of customer, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody in Aldebaran to this day feels that, you know. And so we we built other things on there as well. You know, like we have a philosophy of scientists talking to scientists. We, we, we thought, okay, if they're going to give us money to do this, and we owe it to them to really understand what they're doing. And we worked with them to understand, um, you know, the the specific requirements they had mm -hmm. and so yeah so that's how um that that's the ndsu component and, and how that led into aldebaran wow <laughs> so starting starting in a closet we put out a random message on a message board and boom 82 yep. responses yeah and, and it's funny we still work with some of those people to this day like 23 that's, years that's later cool. yeah so that's um it's like a, a family you know yeah yeah no kidding so from there, I mean, what was, what was like the first big boy move that you guys really made? Um, yeah, that's a good Deborah? question. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we expanded our lab, we worked with NDSU to, um, come up with an incubator agreement, you know, cause we're still on the campus of, of this land grant institution and, and they were very good. And, you know, we, we would, uh, John and I would work, you know, 24 hours a day basically and run around the department and collect boxes that people were throwing away. Cause we need these boxes to ship stuff. We'd save dry ice. So it was really, um, sort of a bootstrapping operation. Um, but we just scaled, you know, along the way, um, you know, I, I, I often go back to my dad and my grandfather for advice. Um, the only investment we had for a long time was my, my grandfather put in, um, some money early on, you know, to, to help us get started. But other than that, we just sort of, um, I guess we did use, we used some credit cards creatively to, you know, for, yep. for a time to shift balances around. <laughs> creatively, I like I'll that. I'll say Ma MasterCard and Visa were our initial partners, but we really didn't have investors. Um, my uncle, Ron Robson, who also from Carrington, came on as our chief operating officer, and that was a huge help. My brother was involved. You know, Matt Chambers um, did he's all still, He's still in the company. He's still, yeah, he still yeah. works with the company. He does all, all, all the brand you see, the, yeah. which is sort of iconic in, in biotech. Matt, Matt did that. 
and, and really guide us on that and help us understand it. Victoria, my wife, um, really helped design how, how we did things, but also people from college too. To this, so the, the Michelle Berg is a president of our, our GMP operations, which um, is the largest component of Aldermont. So it's hundreds of people. And, and we met in college and, and you know, she's just always had this just incredible passion for science and serving patients too. So she's part of the story now. And, and um, I was just talking, speaking with her uh, earlier today on, on a few things. Um, but uh, yeah, just back up. So we, we just sort of um, built a company and then eventually we moved down to a facility to, that we still have to this day. <clears throat> A building over by Cork and Cleaver, if you know where that's at, yep. in South Fargo, we still use that. We're just we're retrofitting it for the first time ever right now, um, and just grew the company very organically and, until about um, 2017, um, when we did the first private equity deal, which was mm -hmm. not you know we, the the family sold part of the company to uh, TA Associates, yep. and then in 2019 we sold more of the company to uh, EQT. Um, out of out of Sweden, and of course now we have the transaction that we'd referenced earlier. But um, you know, along the way, there's some real exciting um, milestones. Um, you know, I've I've had to learn business over the years, and I've done that through um, mentor. You know, I've had many many great mentors. Um, some in particular, um, Mr. Ron Bergen was uh, you know, the the founder of Fargo Assembly Wire Harness Company, which is just a yep. great yep. company. You know, with facilities all all over the world. And he's been just extremely generous with his time over the years and is one of my best friends. And I've, I continue to learn from him. Like to this day, you know, I still can go to him with questions and, yep. and that's very helpful. Um, we bought a company in Germany in 2004, uh, launched a company in Madison, Wisconsin in 2009 with another NDSU graduate, Tom Fody, who he played basketball at NDSU, another good friend, love his vision, just this passionate guy about building teams. And, you know, we, we, we'd worked together to, um, uh, they, they, they make proteins in, in Madison. We make nucleic acids here in Fargo. Um, and, but just along the way, we just try to focus on some very simple um, concepts. Continuous improvement, right? No matter how good we are, we are relentless about getting better, right? Because we, we, if we're doing things the same way a year from now, you know, we're heading towards bankruptcy. And, and so yeah. there's just this passion throughout Aldebaran to seek new information, to... Um, bring on, um, you know, different ideas, different cultures, different, different things to look for the best idea, but also just being brilliant at the basics, you know? So it's th those two things, um, you know, we really try to focus on the, the brilliant at the basics, the basic blocking and tackling every day, right? Showing yeah. up on time for meetings. So, you know, just, just simple, simple things like that, keeping the facility super clean, um, you know, keeping good records. Um, and, and I think those are the hallmarks. And we overlay this with the scientists talking to scientists and just this passion hiring people that share that passion to understand um, what our clients are trying to do because those clients are trying to make cures for people and, and develop new food supplies and new energy solutions. And, um, you know, the formula has worked out pretty well. Yeah. T touch on the culture piece, Michael, because I think, you know, like you said, with, with Danaher uh, acquiring, you have a set of values, you have a culture there. Eldevron's obviously organically developed its own culture values. Uh, and that is, I always see that's one of the biggest challenges within the company, especially when you're growing and scaling really quickly is how do you maintain that culture, that family yeah. feel, like you said, that high level of client, not customer experience and so on. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we'll have to check in in six months or so. I'll let you know how it's going. <laughs> but I, I, I think, you know, with, with, with 
in that framework, you know, Danaher leave, typically is, is known for letting us operate and companies operate, right? And mm-hmm. so all of these companies have their own culture. So I think that transition will go pretty well, but it's hard, you know, I mean, we were at NDSU, we were two people, right? Like John and I, and then we were four people and now we're close to 700 people. And so I, I think that it is, you know, with, with any company, with any scale like that, it's, you get friction, right? And challenges. And I always um, think in things of terms, in terms of like a, um, a system, everything is a system, right? Which yep. means that the, the, the laws of thermodynamics apply. So there's entropy all over the place and you got to put energy in to fight that entropy back. And so I think we just have to be very intentional about it and, you know, continue to hire the right people, continue to hire the people that are, um, you know, committed to, uh, to building these kinds of teams and, and, and adhering to that culture. Um, we're definitely not, you know, a, a perfect company. There's lots of things we have to work on. Right. But I, but I think the difference is we recognize that we're very self-aware mm-hmm. as a company and, and that's, that's key, you know, and, um, very transparent and information flows very, very fast throughout, um, throughout all levels. And I think another good example is a good, um, a, a really, a really great, you know, semi-recent, um, sort of empirical example is, you know, last year, Kevin Ballinger became our first professional CEO, right? So yep. I, I became executive chairman yep. and that has just been an outstanding, um, I think collaboration and partnership with, with the whole organization. I mean, Kevin, um, brings just this great expertise from, he came from Boston scientific, which is a company we aspire to, you know, that's another great yeah. company that's known for their culture, known for innovation. Kevin was there for 25 years and he brought this, this great expertise, this great operational, um, excellence. Uh, to the organization and, and really was, uh, you know, merge these cultures seamlessly. The old culture and the new culture have, have really come together very, very well. And, and the reason is because of, because of that culture of, um, you know, looking for new ideas, looking for continuous improvement. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in that case, it worked very well. And I think we'll see the same thing on, on the next level with, with Danaher. I think it's going to be great. I think that, um, you know, these positive, positive cultural aspects are going to be, um, amplified I, yep. you know just because it's you know it's a lot of, a lot of thought has gone into this from from all sides um but yeah i agree it's it's an important thing to maintain that so as we, as we hit a thousand people and then you know two thousand and ten thousand yeah we want to maintain that big plans yeah yeah let, let me ask you this because i think this is so tough for for so many business owners and you know ceo visionary type personalities was it hard for you to really let go bringing kevin in you know, when you've, I mean, when you really birthed the company from ground zero and you've seen it grow, you know, talk, talk, uh, touch on that for the audience a little bit of just kind of letting go, delegating off that duty, you know, to someone else to really take over as that CEO and really run with things. Well, I think it goes back to that, to that self-awareness, you know, I mean, I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. Right. And, and I think that's always been a very important thing, you know, in, in, in terms of, um, you know, I knew that someday that I, that I wouldn't be able to operate because I, I am not, I am, I like to be sort of on, you know, on the, on the visionary side. I like to think strategy. I like to think yeah. about new things and, you know, I've got a, I've got a pretty high risk tolerance for things, but when you get to the stage, you know, and, 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 and part of maintaining that culture is to bring somebody like Kevin on that has the expertise and the operational overlay that can really, um, you know, help sort of contain the culture in the company. Yeah. And, and, and do that. So for me, it, w- it wasn't really, I mean, it, I was, I was really excited. It's, it's sort of like a kid graduating. Right. And so yeah. my, 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 my oldest daughter is going to college. It's sort of the same, 
thing, right? I mean, it's sort of this, sort of the same feeling. Um, but I, I think it's also just a, um, you know, everybody's journey is different, right? Every founder's journey is different, and, and I think for the company to continue to grow and for um, for us to continue to create opportunities for for our current employees and our future employees, and ultimately and most importantly, perhaps to serve our clients, you know, we, we needed that expertise. So it wasn't um, that hard, you know, mm -hmm. it, was, it was more re rewarding and um, yep. exciting that we could bring somebody of Kevin's caliber on board to, to run the company. Yeah. That, yeah, that's awesome because I mean, man, I don't, there's not a lot of people that have that amount of self-awareness to say, Hey, I'm not the best person for this, even though, I mean, I've been one of the people that's brought this along from ground zero. I'm not the best person to do it anymore. Boom plug someone else in, I'll still stay involved. So yeah, a huge, a huge kudos to you, Michael. So thanks. touch on, um, man, what have been some of the biggest learning experiences? I mean, cause you guys have grown so fast, so furious in such a, uh, I mean, what's, what's actually probably now a pretty highly competitive industry. I mean, there's so many there, I mean, biotechs are popping up left and right. They have been for the last five, 10 years here now. Um, Touch on just some of the biggest maybe learning experiences and maybe some of the biggest challenges that you guys have really had to go through as you've grown and scaled. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, I'd, I'd seen the questionnaire beforehand. I think I had some um, ideas to talk about Did on you that. Right? Tell you what you wrote, but, Michael. Yeah, tell me what I what did I write for that one. <laughs> I honestly don't have it in front of me. Okay, I well, we'll make something up. No, I, I, there, but first of all, there's not. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I love um, trying things and failing and learning yep. from that and trying again, right? And and so we've definitely failed our way to success in, in many different areas. And you, know, you try different things. And I think um, that goes back to the continuous improvement piece, right? And to truly get that, you have to be honest with yourself. And you have to reflect a lot on, on, on what's worked and what hasn't. And I think just on a broad scale, you know, and this is, um, I mean, I mean this in a good way, but there was no biotech industry in Fargo, right? And mm -hmm. so that's the first mountain to climb. I mean, a lot of time for many years, people would say like, why Fargo, why Fargo? Yeah. But now if you come here and you see our workforce and you see the facilities we built and you see our relationship with the universities, you can see this could only have happened in Fargo, right? It could not have been done anywhere else. Yeah. And so that was one challenge that, that, that we're very excited, um, you know, to, to show people, to show the world that we can build a biotech center here. And that's happening. Now there's a lot of other companies that have moved to, uh, to Fargo or spun off of Aldevron. There's Genovac and Agathos and Biomed Protection and, um, you know, a, a few others that, um, that are in the company. So I think, we're, I think we're doing that, but other challenges, um, really relate to, you know, there's, there's been many times where, um, we've punched above our weight, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think those are the times that are really tough and really hard, but you learn, um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into specifics, but there are certain projects that we accepted and we probably had no business taking these projects figure it on. out as you go, man. Yeah, exactly. Yep. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And that, but, but through that process, you become stronger as a team. Yeah. And, and, and you get better. And I, I think, you know, our people have seen that so many times now that they really have no fear when it comes to new things. And now the industry is at a point where it needs a company that has no fear. Right. And yeah. so we can fit, we figure it out. And, and, and there are a lot of great companies in the industry. It's not just Aldevron, but when our clients, um, invent something new, um, we hope they feel that Aldevron's there to figure out how to make it for them. Right. And, and, yep. and, and so, so I think that's one of the challenges as well. 
Um, you know, I, I think maintaining the culture is, is a big challenge as well, you know, and, and, and we've certainly, I think gone backwards. I mean, I, there, there have been times when I think there hasn't been, um, you know, the level of trust you need at, at the executive level and, and, and stuff over the years. And, and you work through that, you know, you sit down and, and, um, you, you, you fix that as a company. So, so I, I think there are always, um, you know, there are always challenges to overcome. Um, but I think right now we have, we have, you know, I'm so proud of the company that my colleagues have built, you know, I'm very privileged to be here. You know, it's, 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 it's really, you know, I had ultimately very little to do with the, the building this great organization. I, I think that, um, it's the people here and, you know, again, this is one of those things we spend two hours just naming names and talking about this person yeah. and their contributions and yeah. it really hats off to all of them. Um, yeah. And anybody, yeah. anybody listening to this, man, if you have not found Fargo, North Dakota, uh, it is such a unique place. And Michael, I'm sure you could touch mm -hmm. on that. You know, Fargo is such a unique universe for entrepreneurs, business, especially man in the last 10 years now. I mean, you know, you have, you have governor Burgum who was involved yeah. with, I mean, another huge, uh, I mean, was previously probably the biggest sale previous to you guys, I suppose, with great planes getting sold over to Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, he's invested so much now into downtown Fargo and the business climate is just exploding. I mean, it's one of the top five entrepreneurial cities in the U S now the last few years. Um, yeah. Touch on just how Fargo has really played a role for you guys. And I would say going back to that initial challenge of, you know, building a biotech company where there hasn't been a biotech company, we had other companies to look towards. We, we could see Great Plains Software. We could see um, Bobcat, Phoenix International, all, Fargo Assembly, all these great organizations that have, have done it before. So we really aspired to what, what they have built. Um, and another component, you mentioned Governor Burgum. I mean, he's awesome, right? And, and um, it, to this day, he helps us a lot. I, I, I recently told him he should add biotech to his resume because he's been part of some really formative discussions about some new initiatives that we're doing as a state um, to really, uh, you know, to, to grow the biotech industry that's here right now. And he's been very personally involved and engaged in that. Um, and that's sort of very, like, well, what other state can you call the governor to get advice yeah. on, on how to do these things? <laughs> yeah. But I think that's symbolic of this area. There's so many of these people that are such great mentors, people that want to help each other and, and to grow things. And so, um, and then you, you've got, you know, our ancestors are, um, you know, people that came out here to, to farm the land. Right. And, and so the ultimate risk takers, the, the yeah. first entrepreneurs, and I think that's in our blood. And, and, um, then you, you put that work ethic on top of, of, of that, um, spirit of innovation. Um, you know, we, we've got something really special here and people are starting to see that now, like I said, new yeah. companies are coming here. Um, we hire people from, coast all the time. Um, and I, I, I look forward to what this area will look like, you know, 10 years from now. And it's not just Fargo. I mean, it's, it's other, you know, Grand Forks, Bismarck. I mean, then you can go right down the center of the country, Sioux Falls, Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska. There's really incredible things happening here. And, and I think the life science industry, the biotech industry, and maybe all of high tech will sort of be built from the center of the country out in the next 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. The dynamic is definitely sh not shifting, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely changing. So, okay. Let's finish up Michael with, uh, a new entrepreneur or an entrepreneur or somebody looking even to become an entrepreneur, start their own business, get into business. What would be your advice starting out or as you're trying to grow and scale a business? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, it's, it's, 
very hard, right? And 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 I mean, <laughs> that's that's an a, I, I don't, I don't yeah. mean to discourage people, but <laughs> yeah. it, but it's also much more so. It's incredibly yeah. rewarding, right? You're and up and for. you want to do something. Yeah, you got to sign up for it because it's a lot of people want to get in there and start business, and they're excited. But then, boom! They hit that road construction right away. It's know, like the and, Mike Tyson line, you know, everything's great till you get punched in yeah, the exactly. face. Yeah, exactly. But it is. work through it. And the the greatest, you know, one of the not the greatest quote. One of the one of the quotes that I really like, and again, Google this. It's like a Calvin Coolidge quote about persistence. It's like persistence is the only thing you got to keep coming at it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the first part. But also, um, you know, also in your question, you had asked about books. There's some great books out there, like Dig Your Well Before You're Thirsty by Harvey McKay, I think it was written like 30 years ago. Networking is so important and people are in generally so good, right? They, people want to help others. And so start building that network, find people, find a mentor, um, find people that have done that before. I think it's really important to have good partners. You know, I mean, there's ups and downs in a business and, and I think to have good partners that you can trust and fall back on. And then um, that self-awareness thing too, know what you're good at, know what you're not and be honest, right? Don't believe yeah. your own hype. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I am not great at organizational stuff. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, well, you're a visionary, Michael. Um, yeah, no, more, none of you are <laughs> more visionary, but you know, but I, but I've always been yeah. blessed with people who are right. I've always had a good CEO, whether it's my uncle or, um, you know, you know, like Brian Walters who runs Genevac now they're, 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 or, uh, Mark Wal- you know, so there's a lot of, there's just a lot of great people out there. So yeah, find a team, find other people that can do that. Find something you're passionate about. And, and, um, go all in, but just do be prepared for that. You know, there is going to be a valley of ennui sometimes, you know, um, when you, when you work through these things, but it's, it's so rewarding and, and, um, you know, really appreciate the, the client and the value of having that, whether that's, you know, internal, external. Yep. No, that's some great advice. You know, the thing I always tell people too is your business will be as progressive and move as fast as you make it go. Yeah. You know, the more people you connect with, the more you're willing, you know, I hate to say like the more you're willing to grind, but you have to, Yep. you know, you can move it along slowly or you can really, really put your foot on the gas and move it. And I think, yeah, I think you gave some great advice around some of those pieces of what it really does take because man, there's a lot to it. But it's rewarding though. It it, it takes a lot, but it's ultimate. It's just like any sports team, right? I mean, you go through spring training and it's hard and you don't want to be there, but, um, and, and so, um, actually, so governor Burgum about 10 years ago, I was visiting with him for advice and going back to our earlier point about how you can just, you know, I, I he wasn't governor yet, but I remember he said growth is a choice, right? And yes. it is. I mean, and, and so you've got to, cho- it's like, it's not, it's sort of like a success is a choice too. Ultimately it's just like, it might not be the path you think it's going to be, but if you're going to work hard, you'll get there. And, um, but that's that's the key is just you know perseverance and working hard and continuous improvement and being brilliant at the basics. I love it. Sweet. Okay. Other than the the Danaher acquisition, um, anything else big on the horizon for Aldevron as far as I mean any offerings? Yeah, or... I, I think it's just I would encourage anybody just to you know Google life science or gene therapy just to see what's going on in the world. It's 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 incredible. You know the things the the we're, we're heading towards a world and it's, it's closer than a lot of people think where medicine is going to be N equals one. You'll go to the doctor, they'll take a blood test, look at your genes and prescribe a medicine specifically for you for whatever is bothering you at that time. And, and so I think that's, I think that's very, very exciting. I think there's uh, great things in agriculture that are happening right now, great things in energy that are biotech related. And so, so that's really cool. And, and for, especially for people who are, you know, heading to college or maybe going back to school for a master's or, 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 or a PhD, you know, think about, 
these fields as, as an option because this is really the, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in the biotech century now or, um, you know, in, in, in entering a new era that's going to be very, very exciting. And so while DevRun serves this, um, you know, we're hiring, we're looking for a lot of good people right now yeah. at, at all DevRun. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a company that uh, you can come to with, you know, we're, we're sort of agnostic as to what your background is, right? We're, we're, we're interested in what people's potential is. Yeah. But then also um, outside of Run, there's a lot happening. You know, there's, uh, as, as you mentioned, there's a tech sector developing here in North Dakota. There's um, going to be more investment available. The state is investing heavily in, in different areas. So I think there's a lot of exciting things coming. Do you see down the road any kind of biotech meeting AI Oh, Love huge. Child? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. That's happening right now, yep. especially like um, the last week. Um, Grail was acquired by a company called Lumina. Grail has this blood test that can look for 50 different kinds of cancer, but it uses AI analysis to do that. AI is wow. very, very good at, um, you know, exam- pattern recognition, you know, looking at um, identifying, say, say, breast cancer from m- mammograms and things like that, yep. where, where a human might not be able to, but even for drug design, too. And so that, that you, that's a really key point, this intersection of AI and biology and finance. I mean, there's never been a time where that's happening like it is right now. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm very, very uh, excited about that. I'm, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I think, um, the opposite of uh, dystopian, I guess, when it comes to when I think about technology was a mm-hmm. utopian or not quite utopian, but you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's, 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 a, it's yep. exciting, I think, what's, what's happening. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, wild stuff coming, but man, amazing, amazing what Eldevron has done and is and is moving toward. So, Michael, thanks so much for co- uh, coming on here, man. Yeah, Greatly thank you. Thanks, it. Patrick. So, uh, you probably don't have the time to hit uh, hit up social media or any of that stuff, but is there any place that people can follow you? Oh, uh, for me personally, no. I'm yeah, I'm pretty pretty good at biotech. I'm not too great at the other <laughs> stuff and social media. So I, I've, um, Eldevra on TikTok. I think, Come yeah, on, well, Eldevra, yeah, Eldevra on TikTok. Oh, <laughs> my kids have set that up. Yeah. I think Eldevra has, you know, certainly our, our website. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. So people can feel free to reach out to me on, on that. Um, and then the company has like a, a Twitter following and stuff like that, but there's that there is a, there, there's a lot of great science on social media right now. Yep. Um, you know, I have a friend, um, you know, we could talk a lot about this. Uh, David Sinclair is a name maybe you've heard before. He's, you know, um, uh, biological aging researcher. It's just really, really groundbreaking stuff. I mean, he has a lot of interesting things out there on, on Twitter and even Instagram, I that, think. That's it. Yeah. Not to dive any deeper here because we're wrapping up, but that's one area that really intrigues me is the technology and science behind aging of there's yeah. so much research and Innovation it, it is, and there. that, and that, and that's another intersection with AI and, and this, yep. and it's not so much like living forever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like m- most diseases are related to aging in some mm-hmm. way, right? And so aging in a healthy way. Yep. And there's just been so much great research um, going into that. And again, if if you look at, um, I mentioned David's work, or um, you know, he, he's, there's a lot of a lot of people doing some pretty groundbreaking stuff on that. Yep. Also, very that's another uh, another podcast, I guess. Um, <laughs> there's some exciting stuff going on there. Awesome. Well, absolutely. Everybody listening, absolutely check out uh, ldevron.com. Like Michael said, a ton of exciting things happening um, or looking for a gig, man. Like he said, they're always looking for talent and potential um, within the organization as well. And a fantastic opportunity to to grow with a fantastic organization that's really uh, making an impact in the world. So, Michael, again, thanks for coming on. 
Yeah, thank you, Patrick. Okay, absolutely. So, uh, everybody listening, uh, don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, check out ldevron.com. Uh, check out Michael Chambers on LinkedIn. I know he posts a ton of awesome stuff. If you like biotech stuff, he's always sharing things going on just in biotech world in general, which is pretty cool. So, uh, thanks so much for listening tuning into the episode. Be sure to subscribe to rate the podcast. Uh, remember notes uh, and links for everything today. You can find those at patrick-metzger.com. And uh, take a screenshot today's show. Share it uh, with somebody that needs to hear today's message uh, and just loves, uh, man, the science piece of this is, it's amazing. It's truly, truly mind-blowing what, what Eldevron is doing. So uh, until next time, I want to remind everybody to own you and the journey. <laughs>